0: Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Welcome to Expert Opinion. I'm Ryan Rekus and today's show is focused on the timely topic of employer branding. Our guest today is Mark Rutherford, Senior Vice President of Human Resources for First American Financial. It's a quick background. First American is a public company approaching its one hundred thirtieth anniversary. So, uh, Mark, can you uh, build upon that and uh, do a little intro for the company? Uh, happy to
1: do so, Ryan. And thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I am um, uh, happy to share with you. Uh what we've done, and a little bit about First American, we're a financial services company uh, primarily focused in um, the real estate industry. If uh, you're listening to this program and have uh, bought or refinanced a home, um, one of our biggest products is uh, is title insurance, and or if you're getting ready to buy or refinance a home, please sure and request First American. We've got uh, 18,000 employees worldwide. Uh, the majority of our employees are um, uh, here in the U.S. We've got 11,000 employees um, in the U.S. Um, in a variety of different businesses uh once again all primarily focused on um, uh, things um, relative to uh the real estate uh the real estate industry or things that you would do to buy or sell a home either on the customer side or on the uh, on the banking side
0: well, Mark, um, the terms employee engagement or employer branding or internal branding are, are increasingly in the news, and with the employee base size that you have, maybe you can just give an overview of, of how you view these terms uh, and, and why they're so important to First American. Well, on the employee engagement
1: side, um, and it's um, we do a lot to survey our employees and to make sure um, to, to use that language our employees are engaged. But on the employee engagement side, you know, I really think of uh, the amount of, I guess, discretionary effort an employee is willing to uh, contribute to help make your business successful. We like to think our employees are engaged, and we like to be sure we know that there are. We do that by using uh, an employee engagement survey, and we do that every 12, excuse me, every uh, 18 to 24 months. And then we also um, compete in regional best places to work uh where we do uh business across the US and there's an employee survey component to each of those uh each of those competitions. But we know how engaged our employees are and we think that's an important metric for us to uh to track. On uh the employee brand, um I think it's important that when um when you're communicating with your employees, that you've thought about what that communication uh, looks like, that you've thought about um how to keep it simple and whether or not somebody's getting uh, an internal message on um, something from uh from payroll from your talent acquisition team uh, if they're getting ready to uh getting ready to retire that all those communication um, uh, pieces have been thought out whether or not um, it's um, an, an email almost probably too common these days something coming out over a uh, a company uh intranet site or something being mailed to employee's home you want that employee to get that and to know exactly uh, where it's coming from and what it's about before they've even actually read it.
0: Perfect, great overview. This term internal branding or employer branding, I, I think, is somewhat new to many people because most often a branding is associated with an external message to your target audience, so the organization can stand apart from the competition and sell something uh, against the uh, to the to that target audience. But flipping it around. You could also say that it's actually as important or more important to actually develop true brand affinity with the internal audience because those are the people that deliver the brand experience and brand promise. And it's great to see First American place so much emphasis on creating this uh, engaged uh, employment process and this uh, concept. Have you seen any type of benefits through the process so far? Well, I think what's um,
1: interesting is the real estate industry in general is uh, is very much a relationships-based um, industry. Mm-hmm. We've got over 700 local offices in communities um, all over the U.S., and those local offices are successful by being um, a part of their community and developing um, um, relationships and relast- lasting relationships, both with people that are customers and with um, those people um, out in the community um, a, a good example would be a, a relationship one of our local offices may have with a bank. It's a relationship-based business, and I think it's important that we do what we do to be successful outside, inside, yes. and I think we want our our um, employees to um, have great relationships with each other. I think we want our leadership team to have uh, methods to communicate and to engage our employees, you know, in a simple and direct uh, fashion, and I think we want to um you know have a culture that attracts people um to want to work here and employees that work here that are happy they're working here.
0: Very well said. It is a complete uh, ecosystem that uh, all works together, doesn't it? Let me share just a recent stat that I that I came across and that The conference board just released their annual CEO survey, and the number one priority for CEOs in 2016 is attracting and retaining talent, so a topic I'm sure very clear, near and dear to your heart. So with this uh, improved economy over the last few years, uh, certainly top candidates have many options, and so how do you develop an employer brand that uh, that breaks through the clutter and and really welcomes uh, top candidates to First American?
1: Well, I think before you can really uh, develop an employer brand and start to leverage it, I think you've got to really know who you are mm-hmm. and be able to communicate uh, to your workforce what you stand for. And I think uh, we've invested um, a lot over the last couple of uh, uh, years to making sure that uh our employees have a voice uh we do that by having an employee engagement survey that we do every uh every 2 years other companies do something uh, uh do something very uh, similar uh a nuance we added to that and I may have already mentioned we compete in regional best places to work so we have a, a survey component in um in each of those uh competitions and then the tough part about doing um about doing survey work with your employees is um, once you once you hear what's important to your employees you've got to do something about it and we've got and it developed a a, a really good infrastructure to take what we hear from our employees share that with uh... with uh... the leadership teams and with the employees themselves figure out what the top two to four things are each business group uh, wants to work on and then um, and then working on it and getting it done, and let employees know that in fact we have um, we have done something about an issue that they thought was um, was
0: important. So it's really engaging the employees to celebrate what they view as important as well. Do you have any examples of some of your programs where you allow the employees to give back to the community and or demonstrate uh, their caring?
1: Well, and I think the baked in your question a little bit, and it's a. Uh, it almost sounds trite to mention, but uh, if, if you're a big company and you're as um, decentralized as we are, you've got to have a way to be able to uh, to listen to your employees. And a real good example of that is one of the things that uh, that we heard, and it's typically more uh, attached to um, a millennial demographic. But one of the things that we heard is uh, people not only wanted to work. Uh, at a place that was a great place to work they also wanted to work at a place that they cared about the communities that they were working in and so we responded to that by being a little bit more deliberate about uh, our, our philanthropic efforts our offices around uh, around the country really around the world have always done great things for the communities they worked in looking back they may have been I guess a little bit less focused and a little bit too humble about what they were doing, so we did a lot. We just really didn't tell anybody we were doing that.
0: Mm.
1: So we created a program called uh, Caring for the Community. Uh, we focused on a couple of specific philanthropic topics, although we certainly have boundaries to accommodate what any local business leader wants to, uh, wants to do. And then when something happens in a local community, uh, and once again, this is something that may sound a little bit silly, but we'll make sure that uh, 25 uh, First American employees show up, whether it's in Oklahoma, Chicago, or Florida, um, have on a, a First American T-shirt with a Caring for Community logo and that everybody um, uh, knows that we're uh, there as a team and that we're doing something in a very deliberate way. In a lot of cases, although this isn't as deliberate, we're there with our customers. And um, there's been a great benefit uh, when you're in a relationship business, to being um, and doing something uh, where you're giving back and impacting your community, and um, and, and you're there at the same place for uh, same place with uh, with your customers, and people know who we are because we've um, everyone's got the t-shirt
0: on. So, <laughs> well, great way to celebrate your culture and some of the great things you're doing. I, I've heard similar comments from other people in, in your position, is that it's. It's a challenge just to communicate all the great thing, things an organization does for the uh, for the team. And um, in many ways, uh, you guys cover the entire life cycle of an employment and, and an engagement. So I've heard you use the term recruitment to retirement. Maybe you can use, uh, can you give us uh, and our listeners a little background on that concept?
1: Yeah, I think when um, we started... Um to try and figure out easy ways to react to some of the um, the um, things that we were hearing back on our employee engagement survey. And then I started to sort of get my antenna raised around some of the issues. And in some cases, they were HR issues, and in some cases, they were issues specific to the business or specific to a particular, uh, particular group in the company. Um, you start to look at um, every time that we um, have a chance to uh, communicate to an employee, uh, and at least uh, in the case of our HR team, whether it was uh, a message from payroll, you even back up a little bit in front of that, a message from someone on our talent acquisition team uh, during a, a recruiting process, a message from um, our benefits team uh, relative to an annual enrollment or something we were uh, um, uh, rolling out to help people become uh, better consumers of healthcare, or or um, a learning and development activity, they all looked different. We sort of have backed up, and we started this uh, last year. We'll be working on it for the next year or two and are trying to re-engineer that whole process where we engage our employees. And when they see something from us when they're being recruited, they see something from us when they're being onboarded. They see something from us when they're rolling in their benefits. Uh, they see something from us um, when they've got an opportunity to... Uh, to position themselves better in the company relative to a, another job or a learning and development opportunity, or if they're getting ready to retire from the company, it all kinds of look. It, it all looks the same. So um, I think that's uh, I think that's important. And to me, that's about having a
0: good internal brand. Couldn't agree with you more. It takes a lot of work in order to make that happen, though a lot of commitment. And uh, I've seen it in, in work in your department. You got a great team with you. And it kind of reminds me of a stat I saw so recently, Deloitte, that they they introduced a um, a, a trends report in, around global human capital, and they said that 87% of HR and business leaders felt that employee engagement was one of their top issues that they needed to address, yet the same people responded back by saying that they haven't actually started the process of addressing the issue. Is it just that it's such a big process and... and daunting to, to think about? Or any thoughts on, on why more organizations aren't actually addressing it?
1: Well, I think any time you uh, try and change what you've been doing, it's uh, it's hard. Maybe the understatement of, the, uh, of our entire conversation. And then I think there's a lot, um, especially in a large company, there's people that are responsible for each of those interactions with, uh, with our workforce. They take pride in how they're doing it. They think the way they're doing it's the best. And to bring those folks together, and to run a thread through um, how that happens, and the language you use, and um, and how you want how you want it to look, and um, in case of some of the larger things you do, um, our annual enrollment process is a is a a good example. Um, The record keeper we have for our 401k is a is another example. Um, Those are external vendors that support us being successful at those things. And to try and get it to all uh, look and feel the same is um, is an easy thing to give up on. So we've started that process. We've made a little bit of progress this year. And uh, our hope is that uh, we continue to do as, uh, as much as we can to make it look uh, similar and if we get uh, 80% of the way there, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be tickled to death, and I, I don't have an expectation that we'll, we'll, we'll ever get it perfect.
0: Well, I think that's the key itself is that it, it, you have to uh, realize it is a, a process, and it's not a, a project that has a, an end date to it. You just have to commit to it because it takes a long time, and you'll continue to evolve it and further define your, uh, your corporate uh, or your culture and uh, that internal brand. So one of the benefits of clarifying and creating this employer brand, in my view, is that it also can have a, a nice impact on the overall company's image, and especially in B2B companies, because it's the employees that are typically delivering the brand promise. And I think that's also related to another trend that I'm seeing where marketing and HR are increasingly teaming together. You know, as marketing often focuses on the external promise to the customer, that's great, but at the same time, it's the, the team, the internal team, that is actually delivering the brand experience. So I, I know that um, you guys have a similar philosophy and, and uh, just want to share your thoughts on, on teaming with marketing to uh, deliver that brand promise.
1: Well, I think the success of doing really uh, anything is no different than uh, what we've been talking about for this last few minutes, is, is it's really all about people. We've got a mm-hmm. real strong HR team that's committed to this process, committed to being able to react to what we hear our employees uh, uh, want out of their, their work experience here. We've also been really fortunate to have a leadership team that thinks uh, the work that we do is important. And allowed us to have the resources both to partner with um, our internal marketing communications uh, team and we're appropriate to lean on folks like the folks at the branding business to let us know what they're seeing across the spectrum of the clients that, uh, that they support. So we've been uh, uh, lucky enough and successful enough to be able to have a strong team have a good partnership with our internal uh, marketing organization and when we need, uh, when we need to uh, uh, leverages the res- leverage resources of the uh, experts outside of First American, we can uh, uh, come to folks uh, like you've got working at the branding business to help us be successful.
0: Another trend we're seeing uh, is this increased use of the term culture and its importance. In fact, Culture was Webster's Dictionary Word of the Year in 2014, and, and Peter Drucker's famous quote, culture eats strategy for breakfast, is truer now than ever. Understanding an organization's culture is is critical, and then also, I think in your case, from what I've seen, you've been able to celebrate the culture. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how you've gone about understanding and celebrating your first American culture?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, Ryan, because I actually had that quote hanging in my office for years attributed to a... Uh, an executive at Ford Motor Company, so I don't know if it was Drucker or, uh, or, or someone from a Ford, Ford Motor Company, but a lot about that quote to me is, if you're inside of an organization and you care about your employees and you care about making a difference and you want to try and make things better... You really have to calibrate what it is you're doing with what it is you think you can do based on the culture and the business environment at the time. You know, if you're in a, and I've I've mentioned our business is very cyclical. If you're in a sweet spot and the business is performing well, you can do more. If you're not in a sweet spot and the business isn't performing as well as you'd like it to, you can do something different. Sometimes that's a great opportunity to um, to change the way you're doing things based on an opportunity to, uh, to improve the business's performance. But there's probably nothing that uh, is harder to do than to change your culture and probably no- nothing smarter than to do than to figure out what it is that's great about your culture and figure out how to fan the flames of that to take you in the right direction.
0: Mark, I couldn't agree more. Culture is very, very powerful. When we work with clients on their brand strategy, we do not try to change their culture, but rather work within it. Uh, That's by far the most successful way to begin. Over time, you can evolve culture, but uh, to try to change it just isn't effective. Culture starts from the top, and it takes time for that culture to be really understood. And in your case, I know you have a fantastic culture and tremendous success. And uh, your surveys already showed you had great engagement. So in some cases, it's the matter of celebrating it and uh, further informing people about the benefits that the organization provides. So so on that note, let me just shift yours a little bit. First off, congratulations for receiving the recent award of being on the top 100 best companies to work for by Fortune. Uh, So well done, great accolades. If you could just give a a couple minutes of an overview of some of the thoughts around the ability to celebrate the success of the organization through its culture.
1: Part of getting on the Fortune uh, 100 list is, I'll call it mechanical or tactical. There's a survey that gets administered to two thirds of your employees. You've got to do well on that. There's a culture audit an opportunity to kind of tell your story to the folks that make the call about whether or not you get on uh, the list. We did it first year. We learned a lot. We'd actually been, um, as I mentioned, competing in regional best places to work and had a good idea that we could be competitive or at least believe we could be competitive on a a national level. The first year we didn't get on the list and then we started to learn about how many people uh, never get on the list And so we kind of hunkered down, went and got, got, uh, you know, advice from people that had um, competed like we had. One of the things that we heard from the group that actually administered the survey, and I think is good advice for all your listeners out there, is to kind of be true to who you are. We're in the real estate industry. We've been around for 130 years. We're a conservative company. We've got a very distributed workforce. And we're in a business that's a little bit cyclical. We're not like some of the other companies that uh, that make the cover of the magazine. Uh, you know, there, there's no foosball tables here. Our food's not free, and you can't bring your dog to work. That's not who we are. So we learned that uh, to be true to who we are. And then we put together uh, just a great team in our HR organization that worked long and hard on this for not just uh, weeks or months, but for years. And we really responded to uh, what our employees uh, wanted us wanted us to be able to do. And we learned how, with the work of a lot of good folks uh, inside our company, with uh, a lot of great support from our internal marketing team, and actually a lot of great support from your gang at the branding business, how to tell our story, how to be true to ourselves, and to really be a little bit more overt than we were comfortable with about kind of chest-thumping about our culture and how we really believe it's a competitive differentiator. It's why people who work here like working here, and it's why people that are on in our competitive companies want to work here.
0: Well, that was very well said, Mark. Thank you. We're very thorough in those insights of what you learned through the process. And what I think also will be successful, not only for your organization, but for others as well. So we're almost out of time. Is there anything else at all that I haven't asked that you'd want our listeners to know?
1: Uh, No, Ryan, um, I I really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, We're very proud of... uh Of what we've accomplished over the last couple of years, we've still got a lot lot more work to do. And I can't tell you how important it's been to have branding business as part of our team. We really appreciate everything you've done to help make us successful. We've enjoyed sharing um, our success with your audience.
0: Well, thank you, Mark. We've been really fortunate to be partnered with you on this journey and uh, very, very happy for your uh, success. So thank you again for being a, a guest on Expert Opinion, Mark. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, that concludes our show for today. This is Ryan Ricas and you've been listening to another edition of Expert Opinion, a Branding Business Forum where thought leaders share their point of view. If you'd like to listen to past shows or read our blog series, visit BrandingBusiness.com.